It's exhausting. <laughs> Welcome to episode 10. Holy moly. The Anchor Me Farm podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Kara. And we apologize for interrupting Aberdeen's high energy time. Yeah, even though she's been running around for the last hour or two. Yeah, she's, how old is she now? Uh, born in late June. December? She's born December 9th. So. December 9th? Okay, so she's... A little, little over four months. And that's... And, and she doesn't know the word no, even though it's the most, it's the word she hears the most. <laughs> she operates on a energy surplus all the time. It's, she powers down temporarily, but only while we're doing other things, so that she can be as active as possible when we try to record or sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so this entire podcast episode is just going to be us complaining about how we forgot what it was like to have a puppy. <laughs> well, not really, though. That would be not the best episode, but... And Facebook serves up these memories from years ago, and I was getting memories of like pictures we'd posted of Finia when she was this age. Yeah, Finia was all over the place, and we were making the same complaints. Were we, though? I don't even remember. So if your dog, if you have a, a puppy and she's too active, uh, uh, the method we've had success nice. with... Yeah. The method we've had success with is um, let the puppy get old, <laughs> and then it will stop. <laughs> <laughs> Once she's old, she will no longer do those things. Oh my gosh. And she's attacking the laptop and trying to play with the dogs. It's really... Are we going to talk about anything farm related? We probably should because this is a farm podcast. So Sunday is typically the catch-up day. Right? Like there's daily chores that we have on the farm that we've talked about. During the week, I usually clean the, the duck house because that's... You know, it's part of my morning routine. It takes a little bit of the weight off of Kara. On Sundays, I've started to do the goat house as well, but typically I got to log into work and stuff. So Kara does the goat house and the brings chicken house. The chicken house. And the and other duck house. Oh, yeah, the hotel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got two duck yeah. houses. <laughs> I, just, I just took one of the buildings off of her plate to kind of help a little bit. But on, on Sunday, I'll do a little more. Uh, and, and then, of course, I've got a list of things I gotta take care of. We're gonna. I, I marked out an area in the front where Kara is organizing goat yoga. Just so you know, he pointed towards the front, um, in case you were wondering. <laughs> yeah, that's in the front. <laughs> we have. A... Even though this is like radio type this is radio. thing, but. Hang on, we're gonna pause this. Oh my god. We have put the dogs outside because the weather is warm enough that they can just stay out there. Yeah, I just feel bad for our duckies. Aberdeen likes to chase them. Can't figure out how to break that habit. She'll chase them a little and then she'll stop. Mm, but not really, because well, they run. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anywho, I have enough time to take one of the buildings off Kara's hands, and on Sunday I have. Time to take two off her hands. And then I got to get to my list. And, and today my list was to mark off an area in the front for uh, goat yoga. Yes, because we are, we are going to be doing that. We uh, just at random chance, I think uh, someone who does that had 
been a customer. Yeah. Which is crazy because we tried to find somebody and we couldn't. It was I so emailed difficult. so many different people. It was kind of insane. And then this lady just walks up and buys food stuff and, and find, we find out that she does this. There'll be more information on when or how to participate on the Facebook and Instagram and whatnot. So. Yeah, and, and it basically means I have to fence out an area in the front and add some gates. And I don't want some random person to leave a gate open and let all the goats out. So I need to do another airlock gate. And I need to do a gate between this front area and the rest of the place. So it requires some planning. But it's doable. And it has to be done pretty soon because we're going to do goat yoga pretty soon. Yeah. And that's kind of a... It's a revenue stream for the farm, but it's not a huge revenue stream. We, we kind of split the money with the instructor and... She ends up with, uh, I mean, she ends up making some some money for her time, but as far as the farm is concerned, it's not a huge amount of money. No. But it's not nothing. The question is, how do people make money on a farm? It's an excellent question because I have no idea. Well, we don't do crops. (laughs) We don't do crops, but if you did crops, you have to do a lot of them to make money, right? But you have to have acres and acres. Yeah. And then greenhouses because it's Maine and the growing season is so short. Like I have seedlings started in the dining room. Now I'm not doing as many this year, but it's still, I don't even know if I'll get them in. I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's a lot. So I don't know how people. We'll have to figure it out once we start doing the, the veggies. Yeah. I guess we'll take the veggies and weigh them out ahead of time and mark individual ones or something. What? I don't know. They sell them about? by the pound, don't they? One zucchini will be a dollar or something. and Make it very simple. All right. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm not going to weigh stuff. I don't have time for that. Another one of my jobs today <laughs> was to chainsaw down some bushes. And we'll get our neighbor, the landscaper guy, to bring his excavator over and yank them, yank the stumps out. And move some rocks to give us more parking up front. Yeah. Because we fenced out a bunch of stuff. We've got buildings and there's kind of a bottleneck up front. Yeah, Yeah. the previous owners didn't... I mean, obviously they didn't plan for what we intended. (laughs) Because that would, you know, be silly. But They didn't plan much at all. They didn't plan much. One of the buildings, the duck house in the back is rotting out. Because it's not on a platform where... Part of it's in the ground, which makes it wet, and then it's wood, so... Just laid the skids on the ground? Moisture and wood do not mix together, and it's a problem. And And so part of the building is decaying as we We had not done this before, right? So when we got here and we added a building, we talked to people about it and asked about it and found out very quickly you get a landscaper to do a, a pad. And it wasn't hard to find that out. All you got to do is check. That's as much trouble as we have finding some information. It was pretty easy to find that. And basically what happens is the landscaper brings his excavator over and he digs it out and fills it up with gravel and, and dirt. And he makes it level at the size that you want. So 
if you're on kind of a hill, you'll have a high side and a low side. And then he brings a compactor, which is this this power tool, this big machine with like a flat bottom, and it just and it just pounds the ground and compacts it. And then you have a, a solid flat surface that's not it's not just dirt and grass; it's it's gravel. And but there is dirt like on the side, on the high side, as the hill goes down. And you'll want to throw grass seed on that to grow grass to kind of bind it, keep it from eroding. Or try to anyway. Yeah, because we have a lot of birds and <laughs> the chickens will eat that grass seed. You gotta. You gotta be quick with it. I must say. <laughs> we've talked about that in another episode as well. It's just, it's just basically you buy more grass seed than normally you should need, <laughs> and you throw bunches of it after the chickens are locked up, and you spray it with water. You know, in the evening, and you just kind of hope that some of it survives the <laughs> onslaught of the chickens. And it's about to get much harder because we have more chickens on the way. Yeah, I gotta reevaluate my order though. But problem is, chickens are popular this year. I mean, they're always popular, I guess, but even more so now. And so I had ordered 15, but 15 is a lot for us, I feel. That would max out our chickens for years to come. Yeah. So I did 15 because it was free shipping. And again, I would buy local, but there's no guarantee they'd be girls and we need girls. We can't have a rooster. That's the dryer. Okay. There was a beeping sound happening <laughs> and I was freaking out that something, because I, I didn't recognize it and... I'm normally upstairs when she does the laundry. The dryer is mad, so I got to go check on that. It goes, dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee. I was like, that, that happens at the end of the dryer no, cycle. No, that's a different It's a different thing? Yeah. It's mad? Why is it mad at us? Uh, so here's a... I've heard the little sing song it does at the yeah. end. Yeah. So here's the thing. Because we could not find a contractor, still haven't found one, uh, we moved our washer and dryer from the kitchen where... People tend to put them because it's easy because that's where all the plumbing is, I it's, guess. It's technically the pantry, but it was basically well, on the other side of the kitchen. And she uses it, – it's like imagine a, a large kitchen. Well, this, with, that's not my point though. The point is most people or flippers too will oh, put yeah. laundry in the kitchen because it's the easiest and the cheapest. Right. And – who wants to bring dirty clothes into their kitchen where they eat? That's just gross. It's a, so, it's a serious problem we have with a lot of current home designs. So anyway, we one of our first projects when we moved in was moving the laundry. But because we could not find a contractor, we could not uh, put a duct work into the, for the room. For the outtake of the dryer. Yeah. So... I found a ventless dryer. They're very common in Europe and England, but not so much here. And GE made it, but is not. It's not great. It does pretty well. The, pro the well, problem not is that because it you so <clears throat> the uh, a gasket. I think the gasket broke, melted really. And there are no replacement parts. And uh, try contacting 
got it at Steve's Appliance. We should probably call them, but tried emailing. No luck. And they just don't make replacement parts, and I should have read more reviews on it, but you know how it goes. There's no time, and you need a dryer. So If we could get that replacement part, it'd probably be fine, but it's not a common item, and you have to basically annoy someone enough to go figure out where the replacement part is, and it's not easy to find. Eventually, we're going to have to get somebody to just drill a hole in the wall, but finding a contractor right now post-COVID is really hard. Damn. You basically have... The shade tree guys that don't really, they're not actually electricians or something. They're not actually legit. They're just some dude. Or you end up with professionals that don't want to talk to you unless you're going to spend $5,000. I don't know. Like you we said, found, you said electrician. We we have a good electrician. That's we have true. a good plumber. So that's not the problem. The problem yeah, I shouldn't, is that's a, a bad example. Yes. Uh, the, as far as carpenters... Because the electrician is a, a licensed electrician that does codes and everything properly. Yeah. Same with the plumber, like she said. But it, I was thinking along the lines of of uh, carpenters and regular contractors. Like when we try to do a, we're thinking about building a deck in the back, just a small one. For that job, somebody will show up because that's a forty five hundred dollar job. Yeah. But if we want to get just somebody, please put a storm door. Or a screen door. Just a screen door, not a storm door. There's a difference, huge difference, a $1,000 difference. Well, we want something <laughs> sturdier for the front of the house. Well, the front, but... But the, but the farm the, stand, just a screen door. But apparently that's too much of a ask. No one understands. And another part is, because I am talking to them, I am a woman, a girl, lady, whatever you want to call me. You're a woman, girl, lady. And... <laughs> All the men are usually dudes, and they don't really want to take orders, so to speak, from a lady, girl, woman. So we end up in this situation where I act as translator, where <laughs> I ask her what I'm supposed to be doing, and she tells me, and then I just tell the guy. And then he asks me something. I go, oh, um, hang on. Babe, what, what are we doing about because that? Because I will be there, <laughs> and I will tell the guy, and then he will direct all his comments or questions to Brian, even though I'm standing there and I'm the one who contacted and made the arrangements and told him what we needed done. And so. she's the one that's done all the research and she's the one that has any idea of what we're, I don't even know what we're talking about. I, this is like, I don't know what we're doing. I know generally what the job is, but I don't know the details because I'm not the person that did all the research and I'm not the person making the decisions. So it really is just me acting as a repeater. It, you, yeah. if, if they would just talk to her and just take direction, there's no reason for me to be there. Uh, unless so I have something to contribute, it's just me basically being a man so they could talk to me. So it's a problem. So but, obviously most of those people never get hired because <laughs> no. Right. And, <laughs> but fun fact, when you are able to do that, and directly deal with her, you get called again. Yes. I'm not a hard person to deal with. Like our plumber, yeah. Justin? Oh, yeah. He shows me stuff, and we talk, and it's great. So 
And the electrician guy, I can never remember. Corey. Corey. Corey's yep. cool, too. Yep. He actually talks to me and listens to me because I'm dealing with most of the stuff and telling him what I need. So. And because they're cool, they get called again. Yes. And they've made more money off of us. It's funny how that works. It is funny. Get with the times, people. <laughs> Justin are eating your lunch, man. They're, they're getting all the jobs. Yeah. So... <laughs> In other news, we tried to do the podcast with the dogs outside, but they kept scratching at the glass storm door, and now they want to play inside again. Yeah. So, shenanigans. Freaking goobers. This is our time that we can sit down, and it's... I'm going to try to hold Aberdeen again and see if she calms. Where were we? We were talking about electricians and stuff. Um, Mainly, I think once we do interviews, I think we'll have better topics because we'll be able to talk about other farms and how people do things. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of topics to discuss, but problem is we're so exhausted. Uh, last couple of weeks have been hard. I'm trying to do... Right. So the purpose of this farm is to help people who are dealing with PTSD, depression, or whatever else falls under that category. Because you might not be diagnosed, but you have issues, and we don't judge here. Or so, maybe you're just regular stressed. Either way, goats yeah. can lower your blood pressure and help you relax. Like, I had this vision back when I was stuck in Rhode Island doing a whole lot of nothing. Because I couldn't find a job, super depressed, dealing with my hand injury, being by myself all day, and instead of focusing on terrible things, I won't mention, I came up with this idea that wouldn't it be great if something like this existed? And so my whole goal since then, I think it's been three and a half years now is to make it happen which has not been easy so this year I'm trying to push things forward which means making me do a whole lot of fence a whole lot of the time well no it's not just the fence the whole point is to make it a non-profit because you say wellness farm, but people don't really understand what that is. You say a nonprofit, and they're like, oh, okay, so it's something legit, right? So it's, I don't know. And I'm not doing it. I had some backlash from some dude saying I just want jerk. I know tax reductions or whatever. I don't care about that. We don't make money on this farm. All our events are free. Or, like, we ask for a minimal donation, like our pumpkin Halloween event. We ask for a $10 donation to color pumpkins because pumpkins cost money. So, and the, all the paint and materials. But I provide everything. And then the goat hugs are free, obviously. And that is the best part, I think. <laughs> I think the... the where people get that from is sometimes rich people will abuse the nonprofit structure. Well, yeah, there's a lot tax of tax dodges and stuff. 
There's a lot of evil out there, but I am... There's also legit stuff. I'm trying to do the best I can and be a a good human, is what I told this guy. But, so... He was just an angry dude that wanted to lash out at somebody on the internet. Yeah. It's just a... Opinion's not important. Anyhow... So the, so in order to you you don't even understand how hard it is to get things set up as a nonprofit because well, I also had the bakery so it has to be a separate business so I have to set the bakery up as an LLC so the whole oh it's hard to even explain because I'm so basically the money has to be separated between the for-profit bakery and the non-profit farm and even though means, all the bakery money goes to the farm yeah but, <laughs> but that means an accountant it means paperwork if we were rich people with a lot of time we could just have all the paperwork drawn up real quick but we're regular hire a lawyer but yeah. i contacted a lawyer and he said it'd be over um how much did you, it was like insane there's a few hundred bucks just to start no, the lawyer was about ten thousand or something ridiculous. Whoa. Or was it five thousand? It wasn't ten. No, not ten. What did he say? I think he was thinking I was a bigger corporation or something, but it was thousands of dollars. It wasn't a hundred or two hundred. It was thousands. So I'm like, mm, I'm gonna go to Legal Zoom or some other app like that to help me. Do the paperwork myself, and if it's wrong, well, I'm gonna hire a CPA because they're a little—they're not cheap, but they're cheaper than a lawyer, and they won't do billable hours like that. So yeah, because we're not actually in a dispute with anybody. We just no. want to file our taxes correctly. I know. I just want to be able to pay the taxes and deal with all of that. So it's. Ugh. It's just been exhausting trying to figure out all this paperwork stuff. And remember all that talk we had in other episodes about how every minute is accounted for and we don't have a lot of time and Mm -hmm. there's something happening all the time? And it's like crunch time right now. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But crunch time right now because it's April whatever and april 16th at this recording okay yes so it's it's uh our dynamic six's birthday i just gotta give a shout out there are pecan ducks we hatched a year ago and there are six of them there's six of them and they're adorables but there's pictures of them on the instagram right now but anyway so right as soon as may starts it's gonna get even crazier because that's when the goat yoga starts that's when the Waterville Farmer's Market starts. And then we have events planned throughout summer. And it's just going to get crazier and crazier. So this is crunch time. Like Once May starts, I won't have time to do any of it. And then we added a whole, I added a wholesale account. I was taking up a lot of time. But as soon as I figure out that schedule, it'll be a little easier. But for us, it's wholesale just, is, uh, is delivering to another town, like some shop or some, something in another town, a bagel shop, in this case, a co-op. The money is kind of like having a farmer's market in that town, except you know, when you think of a farmer's market, you drive out there, which is the same either way, deliver your farmer's market. But you, you also spend several hours in that town running the table. 
and you don't sell all the stuff that you make. Yeah, so you have a lot of wasted product. So the way we look at it now, it's guaranteed money. Yeah. The problem is I can't go very low on my wholesale prices compared to retail prices. So it takes a special business who will, will who is willing to work with that, basically. Yeah, because a lot of bakers have just dirt cheap ingredients. Yeah. And they have crazy margins and they could still make money. Whereas I, it's all gluten-free. A lot of it's local. A lot of it's organic. And it costs more. Like quality products cost more, period. So it's it's hard to find wholesalers who will actually deal with the cost. But the it's, benefit for them is they have quality product that people want. Because I have very loyal customers who I appreciate so greatly. And my product's different from any other gluten-free baker out there. So. And for us, it's kind of like we had a farmer's market and we did okay that day. There, there's some days at a farmer's market where you sell out the table. You do great and no wholesale is going to match that. There's other days at a market where it's really slow. Or the weather's bad and people don't come out and you do terrible that day. So the, the wholesale account, when it's priced correctly, it kind of evens that out. Yeah. So and it doesn't just last a season it, all year round. So as much as I love being part of farmer's markets, I'm kind of hoping to do more wholesale and just kind of cut out the farmer's market aspects and have just people come to the farm to pick up stuff. Because it's a lot of work. You got to have the bake in the morning, prep the day before or several days before, bake in the morning, and then actually do the market, which is several hours out of your day, which I could have been doing farm chores or something. So it takes a toll, I got to say, and we're not young. We're not young chickens anymore. We have hired our neighbor, and he's. we're hoping to have him starting this weekend. Well, that's a whole other bag of tricks. <laughs> yeah, yes. but if he is at Belfast Market, it's not just farm chores. I can be working on the website and adjusting products and, and setting up T-shirts that we, want to, that we want to sell. There's a lot of stuff I can be doing. I can be editing this podcast. We're putting up a fence. It's it's just time. And, and if I have Saturday and Sunday, I if and if I have bad weather, one or the other, I can move my chores around. So that'll give us more time to manage things. It's it really is not about expansion. Having an employee is just allowing us to catch up. Not that we can really afford an employee, but it's a necessity at this point because there's only two of us. We do not have family here. We do not have friends to help us. So this is the route we go. And it it's costs. It's kind of like when you need a piece of equipment really bad. Like when you were making so much stuff that we had to have another refrigerator. Yeah. And you had to have it to operate. Now we got to have another person to operate. Yeah. But we pay decent and... We don't want to just exploit somebody. We want to give them a decent wage and treat them well. So it's like it it was kind of lucky that we found somebody that just needed hours here and there rather than someone who needed a solid 40 because we can't Yeah, there would be afford. no way. But once we have them, we're going to grow. 
Oh yeah. So Once we have the help. Totally. It's the catch twenty two of that. It's hard. It's so hard running a small business, and now I'm trying to run technically two small businesses, and it's just. It's exhausting. <laughs> and the way other people get past that problem is they pay people way lower. And it's basically low wages and wage theft is how they get past that problem. But we don't do that stuff. No, because so, we've, we've both worked in those jobs before. Like uh, They try to make you do all this stuff off the clock. and Not blue collar. Service yeah. jobs, I guess. Service jobs Service and blue-collar jobs. jobs, yeah. Yeah, so... We, mm. They try to make you do stuff off the clock. They try to make you show up early and, and leave late and, and... No overtime, no benefits. I mean, we can't do benefits, but he knows that. I told him right up. <laughs> and, and holy crap, if you if you work as a server in a restaurant, you're making... The, the minimum for that is two thirteen an hour right now. Right. In 2023. It's crazy. And it's assumed you'll make it up in tips, but that's just... People don't even tip anymore. Yeah, that's just the owner of the restaurant shoving his payroll costs onto the customer if the customer decides to pay it. Yeah. So it's just crap. I mean, I, I don't really believe in tipping as a general thing, but it's the only way for that server to have any income. So we're kind of stuck. If I had my way, they would make a real wage that they could live off of, and tips would just be an extra cherry on top. Yeah, but that's not what we got. We got people that are making two thirteen an hour, and if you don't tip them, they can't make rent. Well, they usually can anyway, so it's it's a crime, really. Yeah. So we're gonna we're just we're just lucky that the guy that we're working with his his needs match up with what we need. Yeah, and he's a neighbor, so neighbors helping neighbors is even better, really. Yeah. And the commute is low for him. <laughs> right, it's right across. And I'm going to build a neighbor gate. Except he does have to drive to the markets, but, you know, that's all right. He doesn't mind that. He does. He's run a table before. Yeah. So, anyway. The neighbor gates. I am thinking we're going to have a gate to each neighbor, and I'm currently debating, depending upon where the neighbor gate is, whether they need to be airlocks to prevent accidents. Yeah. So I'll be putting those in. It's always probably good to do airlocks. So our mallard ducks apparently have decided to like the, na the neighbor on the other side's yard better than our yard. Yeah, and she, Patty. <laughs> she has been posting Facebook posts about them. Look who came to visit me. And I'm always like, oh, so embarrassed because it's like your kids running into a neighbor's yard and playing. And We're... <laughs> We are so grateful that she loves them and she <laughs> yes. thinks they're cute and yeah. <laughs> she enjoys having them in her yard. And we're like, oh, thank God. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> it could have been so much worse. Like if they were one house over, they might have been shot. We don't know. I mean, we don't know. There's a lot of chaos going on. <laughs> yeah, it's just we, we're, we're, we're wary of bothering our neighbors we don't want to bother our neighbors never want to bother them so when the mallards just start flying we're like why do we even have they never should have got mallards yeah we should have only gotten flightless birds do not get mallards the farm store might <laughs> might offer them don't don't get them we didn't know but they are beautiful ducks they are so beautiful and but they are not social 
They do not like you, no matter how long you've raised them. They tolerate me. They're afraid of Brian. They fly away. They fly away. And, and they come back at their leisure. I know people would be like, just clip their wings. You clip their wings. I'm not doing that. That's inhumane. Have fun catching them. That too. <laughs> we, we've got enough influence to get them in the house at night if they fly back for dinner. Yeah, they love their dinner and peas. But but they might stay out in the woods tonight. It, it's just depends. We don't know. And several girls have gone missing or are nesting. What's the That's word? another thing. Some broody of them, Brody. They're uh, Broody? I think, I don't know. Broody Brody. <laughs> Kara says Broody Brody because she doesn't know how to pronounce it. She know. just says both. And it's been adopted as a word on the farm. <laughs> and so we're basically both saying Broody Brody instead of, I don't even remember what the real term know. is. I don't even know. <laughs> but it's when, it's when the duck decides she's all about the nest. Or so the chicken. Mallards will actually decide, I must go build a nest. It is springtime. It is mating season. I will build a nest. I will sit on the nest. The other ducks just lay eggs like chickens and don't necessarily really nest. No, they do not lay eggs like chickens. Chickens go to a nesting box. Well, yeah. Our ducks randomly plop one down wherever. Yeah, ducks don't lay orderly like chickens, but they, the other breeds of duck don't have to make a particular nest and, and get crazy about it. The mallards will actually disappear, fly off out of this, outside the fence and build a nest somewhere. Or if we're lucky, they'll build it somewhere on the property where we can see it. And I replace their eggs with the eggs of other ducks. And that prevents us from having a bunch more mallards. But if they do a nest out in the woods, outside the fence, then not only does that mean they can hatch more mallards outside the fence, but it also means that those nests are open to predators. And so are the moms. Yeah. So Delphi came back with an a injury to her leg. We don't know what happened, but... I don't know. My guess is that she was defending her nest. Maybe. But she's off again, so... She was here for a couple of days healing, I guess, and now she's back out. I don't know if she went back to her nest, which is actually in our neighbor's yard, or if she's decided to make a new nest, because that's what Delphi does. Was that actually Delphi's nest? I believe so. That Patty located? I okay. think. And then one of the other girls who was around here is now disappeared. So now I worry that she has made a nest somewhere where we can't find it. So we, we don't know if a, if something happened to them or something got yeah. them or if they're just making a nest. It's, so it gets difficult. It's stressful. So just don't get mallards. Yeah, just get other breeds of duck. That don't fly. Uh, and, and yeah, if you have chickens... Compared to ducks, chickens are a lot easier. They will lay in the nesting box. Except <laughs> this morning there were there were three in one nesting box. Like I mentioned this before, they were all three of them. I took a picture of it. I got to post it. All three of them, and they're all yelling at each other. And then there's another one that wants to get in there. And it's like, dudes, you have nine other nesting boxes to choose from. I mean, it's not it's not rocket science, but apparently. This one's fancy. The one on the left is the best one. And Ardra is the worst. She's like, she stays in there all day. I don't know if she's broody brody, but it's a problem. So. Yeah, the chickens get that way too, but it's not the same. I guess having mallards on the property, it, it changes our sense of scale. Yeah. Because the mallards are almost totally wild animals. 
They really are. It's crazy. So get yourself some domesticated breeds of duck if you're going to do ducks. I don't recommend ducks at all unless you just love ducks. I love ducks. Because you're going to be doing water features and all kind of stuff that we've described in other episodes. Although I did cancel my duck order because I'd rather have a couple more goats. So that was the compromise. And bringing sheep in. Oh, yes. So I was on a list. Like, I didn't want just normal sheep because... I'm that person. I was obsessed with baby doll sheep because they're cute and cuddly and their faces are adorable and they're different. So they're, as far as I could tell, there's only one breeder near us in Maine. So I got on the list and she's like, you probably won't get them till 2024, possibly even 2025. And what year is it? 23. 23. So <laughs> I got an email from her last week saying that she had some sheep available this year. So I was like, oh my goodness. And I was afraid to tell him, but I was so happy. But I knew he would ruin it for me. <laughs> I have been trying to have two years in a row with the same number of animals. But they're so cute. So we are getting sheep this year. Yay! Which means a lot more farm work. And by two a, more goats. By an order of magnitude. Not only do we have more goats, but now all of those goats have to be fed copper tablets. Yes. So, so we'll do a, a whole episode on this once I do more research. Because I thought I had a year. We talked about the, the goat episode. We got the basics. Well, the base No, the difference between goat and sheep. Yeah, but we went over that in the goat episode. Did we? Yeah. I don't even know. The, but the, the fact that the sheep can't have copper and the goats need it. So yeah. now that you're going to get these sheep this year. I need to find out how often I got to give them the copper tablet. Yeah, this, this summer we have to get all the details of that now. Yeah. We so don't have a year or two. Add that to- on top of my list of things. Oh, and another issue that's going on is, I don't know if it's the FDA or somebody is going to stop having medical supplies, medical, what are they, antibiotics and stuff available over the counter for livestock animals. So now we have to figure out what we need to have on hand at all times and get it before June, before we can't get it anymore. We do have a vet, so if... All else fails, we can get it from the vet, but it's good to have certain things on hand just in case. Yeah, like there's a stuff called Safeguard, which there's a common parasite that your goats are going to get parasites, so don't don't. Well, they have worms living in them anyway. The question is, how many are? Don't don't go thinking that your goats are gonna not have parasites because we're clean. They're gonna have parasites. It gets to a point where you treat it. It's a normal part of having a goat. You you regularly take a sample of their poo to the vet. They test it in a lab, and they either say you're good or they say the numbers for X, Y, Z are too high, and then you figure out what to do about it. And if it's uh, certain kinds of parasites, you give them this stuff called safeguard for like five days straight. 
And it's a with, lot of fun. Yeah. So <laughs> we get a syringe, like we have a bunch of syringes and you basically take a syringe with, without the needle because you're not going to actually inject. You're going to squirt into their mouth. Yeah. And somebody like me grabs a goat and holds his mouth open, which the goat totally loves and enjoys <laughs> and they cooperate fully with this right not really you know <laughs> so you got this pissed off goat going what are you doing to my face hold his mouth open kara sticks the syringe in his mouth squirts the medicine in and then the goat's like ah because i would imagine it doesn't taste great yeah and i would i you know the dosage that they told us to do is probably it probably takes spillage into account yeah because it it's like triple, triple the actual dose. amount. So and you have to calculate by their their weight. Their weight. So you gotta weigh them all, which you gotta do anyway, really. But to, I can't lift most of them now, sadly. So we're gonna have to buy a larger scale. Right now, what we do is we have a scale, and it's not calibrated right. But it doesn't matter. It. We don't need an accurate number for. We just need to know the difference. Like I'll step on the scale. Get whatever weight it says, which is not correct. But then I'll step off, pick up a goat, and step back on the scale. Yeah. And we take the difference between the two. And the scale can manage that. So Kara will do like the small goats and we'll figure it out and the big ones I'll do. And that's not going to be a thing much longer. They're going to get big enough. For, the, the big ones are going to get big enough where that's not as yeah. much of a deal. We'll have to get up. I don't well, know what kind of scale they use. A we'll figure it out. Scale, or maybe just take them to the vet for a moment. Be like, can we borrow your scale? That's even more trouble. <laughs> it is. We have to just <laughs> go in there. Excuse me, we're just going to borrow your big industrial yeah. scale. I'll have to Google we'll that. We'll be right back. <laughs> we'll have to figure this out. But, but basically, you end up with these medicines on the farm in your fridge or, or in storage somewhere. That you can use if you need them. So if if the vet calls you back and says you have a high number of blah blah blah, uh, you need to do safeguard this amount for five days. We just go to the cupboard and get the safeguard. Yeah. So you should always have like a first aid kit for all the animals. We should do an episode on that. That should be our next episode. The okay. First aid. Just what goes in there? Because there's a lot, and I still don't even know all the things. You end up but. just talking to your vet, and your vet will say in passing, you should probably keep so-and-so around. But they'll give you the technical term and be like, can you tell me in layman's terms? So Right. Like, they'll say <laughs> the actual name of the stuff that Safeguard is, and then when they'll they'll – our vet named it and we were like, oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And we went and grabbed like what we had and we said, we have this stuff called safeguard. I think it's it. I think it has, says that word you said because, oh yeah, that's what safeguard is. Okay. Yeah. Couldn't say safeguard. Had to say, you know, they, they're medical professionals. He spent say. a lot of money on that school. <laughs> He's going to use the words. Yeah. But which I don't blame him. It's fine. But, but that's, that's kind of what's going to happen. You're going to get a list of things from your vet. But they don't have like a flow chart or anything. They, the, here's your list of stuff. They're right. going to tell you as they're, as part of your relationship, they're going to say these things. It makes it hard because oh, it's so frustrating. I wish there was a regiment like how dogs and cats have. They have their heart guard. You have the flea tick stuff that you put on them or nowadays in them, which I don't, I don't trust. 
But they don't do that with livestock because they think it's livestock. But when you have them as pets and you raise them as part of your family, it makes it super hard because they're not as strict with the medicines and the preventatives, if you will. Yeah, they're definitely treated as livestock. They're thought of as livestock instead of pets. And yeah. we've gotten the impression from the vets that have come here that our goats are pampered, <laughs> well taken care of. We've mentioned this woman named Holly a few times. We she's, should interview her. I we should. Fun. We should try to find her. <laughs> but she's the one that said that some an older person told her that farming is just moving things from one place to another millions of times. There was one time we got to the farmer's market that we were at, where we know her from, and she came running across to Kara, and she had been on Kara's social media, and she made a comment how she had seen these pictures, and she, she referenced like the most pampered goats in the world. <laughs> yes. And because apparently... <laughs> We just, they get treats, they get all kinds of things and... and <laughs> they get breakfast, they get afternoon treats, and they get their dinner treats. Oh man, in the morning <laughs> when I wake them up, I go out with these little rubber bowls. You're going to be very familiar by the time this is over with rubber bowls from Tractor Supply. Or your local farm supply store. Or your local store. farm supply store. The These smaller rubber bowls, and I just put a, a little bit of Timothy grass pellets in them. Just a handful, just a little bit. Because we don't feed them grain, as we mentioned before. Right. But. And I do eight bowls, and I spread them out in a big semicircle in Even front of the door. Even though we have 16 bowls that you should be using. 16 goats. Or 16 bowls. Yeah, we, yeah. I thought you said... Have- no. I thought you said bowl for a second. I was like, what? <laughs> we have one for each goat, but apparently he's taking the lazy way out. So Because they're all <laughs> going to go for the same one anyway. They're not going to each. Yeah. They're not. Goats are not going to go and get their own personal bowl. The other guy's bowl is always better. And you should abandon whatever you're on and go get that other guy's bowl. That's true. It's so, so it's crazy. So I just put it in eight bowls. Because that's what their behavior pattern is anyway. <laughs> and they go back and forth and they panic over which one might be better and I'm missing out. So i got to go to that other bowl. And they occupy themselves. And and it's kind of a way to control the morning stampede when they come out <laughs> of their, their building. So they don't just like go everywhere. Because I'm still cleaning stuff up and, and filling water features and stuff. And, but they, they, they get the Timothy grass pellets in the morning. And then in the afternoon, Kara comes around with black oil sunflower seeds. Yes. Or if I have veggies, we'll do mixed veggies for them. Everything is a Venn diagram because, again, all of our animals are in the same area. They're not pastured apart from each other. Yeah, so So, we have to make sure everything is safe for everyone. So it gets complicated. Especially when someone decides to add sheep to the mix. Which is a different species. I did look up. Sheep can have black oil, sunflower seeds, so we're good. So now our <laughs> Venn diagram that has to have an overlap has another circle added to it. Yes. And she also wants other things. I do. But they're not gonna happen. It's gonna I want small pigs, which are hard to find, so that'll be a while, and I would like miniature highland cows, so Again, hard to find. We might have to travel for those or... Or not. 
Or we're not going to travel for those. <laughs> and alpacas are on the list too. So they don't even have alpacas in Maine. Yes, they do. <laughs> they have lots of those ones are actually easier, but the problem is we need a separate building for them. So that alpacas don't exist in Maine. So there's, that's... <laughs> there's no alpacas anywhere in the state don't of Maine. Don't tell them that. We got a lot of friends with alpacas. And a lot of help with those if we so including the ones across the street. Oh yeah. We haven't even met those neighbors. We don't get out much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry this episode is kinda of all over the place, but it's it's been a hard week and or two. We didn't even I mean The important <sighs> thing is after the dogs attacked the like they're scratching on the glass of the storm door to get back inside, they got past Aberdeen's energy time and she's napping now she is napping now so, so that's a good way to close the episode that we have successfully <laughs> knocked the, the dogs to, out knock the dogs out it, just, it could have been our conversation though i don't know so hopefully we didn't put you to sleep <laughs> honestly i think it's we victimized the ducks in front uh by aberdeen just running around after them until she got tired that's oh, probably what happened those poor dogs and they're the handicapped ducks so i feel super super bad but I can't let her out back because there's chickens and ducks that she goes after. So she's on a leash out back, oh, but that's a lot of work. We didn't talk about... All right, just a couple more minutes. <laughs> when we let Aberdeen out back, she chases everybody, which is adorable and cute, except no. from the birds... No, if you're watching it as a video and you didn't live here, you'd think it's funny. <laughs> but from the bird's perspective, it's pretty scary because it's... She chases, they go, holy crap, this monster's going to eat me, and they run away. And Even she, though they're bigger than her. Right. But but she thinks, oh, they're running. I that must means, chase them. <laughs> that means we're playing and I'm chasing them. She's not trying to attack them. She's just playing a game of chase. Right. But the ducks are like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And the so chickens. Kara oh decides, and, and I think we mentioned this in another podcast, that she does this. So Kara decides, I'm going to train her. So she... so. Before we get to that, there's a video on our TikTok <laughs> that you should look at. Yes. One of our goats, Moon, Moon, has had enough of Aberdeen's <laughs> stuff. He is not a fan. No. Big time. And he is one of the sweetest goats. So we are certain that whatever happened was <laughs> Aberdeen's fault. It's of not course. it's not Moon's <laughs> fault. So he he went after her and tried to headbutt her and chased her. And then she ran away, and he's like, all right, fine. And he goes over to the feeder, and then she comes back around, looking around. He goes, oh, you're back? And he chases her again. <laughs> Moon does not like her. At all. So Kara brings Aberdeen out on a leash to maybe train her to not chase the birds. And the birds are starting to calm down because Aberdeen isn't running after him. Yeah, they realize so, she's attached to me, so she can't go after them. Right, and then Moon also realizes this. <laughs> hey, she's tethered. She can't get away. So as he do, he heads headbutts her in the side. <laughs> Not hard, because he knows, but yeah. It was a goat hello. It was like goat communication. <laughs> where they they headbutt each other, but they're not trying to cause injury. It's just like a hello, boom. But in this case, it was more of a screw you, boom. Like a rude hello. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Get rude. out of my yard, lady. Yeah, so. but, but he wasn't fighting. He was just like like yeah. flipping her off. 
He's not a fan. Like he got her once and tried to get her again. Yeah. <laughs> then I had to pick her up. And so she's now there. Aberdeen's afraid of Moon. But to be fair, it's weird though because the other dogs, they don't, they don't care. The it's others weird. are older. It's just weird. They're older, but they never. In the very, very beginning, we had issues, them chasing, and then once they figured out the dynamics, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Finny just does her own thing. She is an egg searcher, and that's all she cares about. And Casa just wants to hang out. And the goats kind of adopted her in a way. I was very surprised to see Castler just integrate with the goats so well. Like, they all lie down together. She just hangs out with them. The birds don't care because... But remember when we said ducks just lay eggs anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> Finia <laughs> is a puggle, and the beagle side of her is... I don't think she's 50-50. I think she's more beagle Oh, yeah, for than sure. Pug. And her nose is infallible she she and once she finds out something is going on the rest of her brain is like never mind on hold she's got to follow her nose and so she we have been unsuccessful at training her to give us the eggs but we're in the midst of training and she's learning if i catch her in time yeah so hopefully we'll get her to bring <laughs> eggs to us in the meantime her dinner has been reduced a bit <laughs> Because she's, she's been gaining weight because she finds all the eggs and yeah. eats them. It's a problem. Yeah. But um, But that's our current plight. That's how things are on the farm. Things have been a bit crazy. I mean, we, we should really go in more in depth of the nonprofit stuff because I feel like people don't quite understand. But I feel like that would be a whole episode, to be honest. Of what we're trying to do? What we're trying to do and why. Okay, we can do that. So first aid will be... Well, we don't need to plan out the episodes here. We'll plan it off, offline. Yes, I'm sorry. I don't want to bore you anymore. Okay, we we'll should just, go. We'll just give them the subject matter <laughs> we'll when the time give, comes. Yes, All but right, so look forward to those. Yay. <laughs> let's do the outro. So happy whatever you're doing. Yes, have a excellent... These air on Fridays, but I don't mention them till Mondays because Fridays are hard. But have a great week, weekend, whatever. And we'll see you next week. Yes. Thank you.